Are you a caregiver looking for a non-judgmental space so you can take your skills to the next level, learn tips and tricks, make it even easier? You are in the right place. Welcome to Blurt It Out with your host, Erica Harvey. Hey, this is Erica with Blurt It Out, and I'm coming to you from my office in Louisville, Kentucky. As many of you know, I split my time between Louisville and San Francisco because my father is out there. My father has Parkinson's, and it's only exacerbated since the death of my mother, which was in March. <clears throat> so I spend two weeks out there, and then I come out to Louisville, and I spend two weeks out here trying to start my company. It's not easy, but I'm one of the... F- one of the lucky ones because I get a chance to just step back and focus on one of my goals without having to really worry about anything because I have two excellent people that I can leave at home with my dad and not have to worry about it. But that's not the case for everyone. A lot of people don't have that luxury and and they are faced with doing this day in, day out. Today's kind of hard for me because it would have been my parents' 62nd wedding anniversary. And my dad is pretty, pretty down today, as one can imagine. And hearing him and his voice, which is slowly starting to deteriorate, and the monotone droll of a depressed person is just really just tugging at my heartstrings. I often talk about how my dad just drives me up the wall. It's because I'm starting to learn the other side of him, the one my mom used to bitch about, that I always thought, oh, God, Mom, you're just being mean. But I love my dad. My dad wasn't always proud of me. But then again, I didn't deserve any praise for some of the things that I pulled when I was growing up. But my dad is a good guy. He's never met anyone that he wouldn't help. He's helped me unconditionally. He's helped my friends when they've had some tough times. He's a really good guy, a really decent one. They would have been married 62 years this this year. And I want to take this time to remember my mom. This season's really hard because... It's Christmas, and my mom had these German Christmas traditions that she's handed down to me, but it's not the same. I don't know if you all understand what I'm talking about. You know, you have the traditions, you were raised with them, you may or may not use them in your own home, but when you went home, it was there, and it was warm. And it was inviting. And I miss that because when I go home, I'm going to put out my mom's decorations, but there'll be something missing. My mom was an exceptional woman. I never understood it until it was probably too late. I never gave her the credit that I should have given her. I found out after she died how deeply entrenched she was 
in my corner that was just like her. She was quiet about everything that she did and she just did it. And we all just started to take her for granted. My dad remarked to me the other day, he was like, you know, Eric, wedding anniversary. And my dad is pretty, pretty down today, as one can imagine. And hearing him and his voice, which is slowly starting to deteriorate and the monotone droll of a depressed person is just really just tugging at my heartstrings. I often talk about how my dad just drives me up the wall. It's because I'm starting to learn the other side of him, the one my mom used to bitch about, that I always thought, oh, God, mom, you're just being mean. But I love my dad. My dad wasn't always proud of me. But then again, I didn't deserve any praise for some of the things that I pulled when I was growing up. But my dad is a good guy. He's never met anyone that he wouldn't help. He's helped me unconditionally. He's helped my friends when they've had some tough times. He's a really good guy, a really decent one. They would have been married 62 years this this year. And I want to take this time to remember my mom. This season's really hard because it's Christmas. And my mom had these German Christmas traditions that she's handed down to me. But it's not the same. I don't know if you all understand what I'm talking about. You know, you have the traditions. You were raised with them. You may or may not use them in your own home. But when you went home, it was there and it was warm and it was inviting. And I miss that because when I go home, I'm going to put out my mom's decorations. But there'll be something missing. My mom was an exceptional woman. I never understood it until it was probably too late. I never gave her the credit that I should have given her. I found out after she died how deeply entrenched she was in my corner. That was just like her. She was quiet about everything that she did, and she just did it, and we all just started to take her for granted. My dad remarked to me the other <clears throat> day, he was like, you know, Erica, I, I didn't even realize how many little things your mom did until she was gone, and now I have to do them. My mom lived life with a screw everyone else. <clears throat> I'm going to do what I want to do and how I want to do it which caused a lot of <laughs> mortifying moments for me growing up. But the more I've grown, <clears throat> the more I see exactly how much like her I am, and I'm proud of that. I watched my mother once in a rainstorm stop the car on the side of the road, get out of the car, take off her shirt, and give it to a homeless lady that had just gotten out of the hospital and was walking on, on the streets in a rainstorm with just hospital garb. 
And my mother, all five foot of her and 78 pounds with her back held straight, walked back to our car with just a bra on and didn't even care about what other people were just stopping and looking at. I'm ashamed to say that I was sitting in the back seat of the car that day completely just traumatized that my mother would do something like that. But my mom showed me, and my dad, but my mom, how to walk the walk without having to tell everyone about it. My mom's sister died a week before my mom, and I went to my cousin's funeral. My cousin and I basically were raised together as siblings, but we've drifted apart since then. My mom and her sister had been estranged for the last year or two because my mother decided that she wasn't having it anymore and that she was not going to be the whipping post or be demeaned to anymore. And I never realized just how much that happened because while my aunt was a good woman, she 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 had to be the, the sole provider for her family, basically. And so she went on to become a CPA and a tax enrolled agent and opened up her own company. But my mom was the one who sat there and watched her her child and took us all on vacations, backpacking, camping trips, so that my aunt could do that. And so when I was at my aunt's funeral and I heard the celebration of her life and everyone talking about how much she accomplished as a single woman, uh, not single, but as this is the provider for the family and how she, you know, broke glass ceilings. I couldn't help but think about the person that was the foundation for letting that happen. And that was my mom. My mom drove us all to school, drove us home from school, made sure our homework was done, took us on adventures for six weeks out of every summer, we'd 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 explore different parts of the country with her 1971 Ford LTD. <sighs> Sorry, I haven't talked about my mom much since she passed away because it hurts too much. Anyways, back to the story. So I don't even remember where the story's going, but if you'll just bear with me, I'd like to tell you more about my mom. She would take us on this the Max, the big green Ford LTD, and a camp trailer, a tent trailer attached to the back. And then whatever neighborhood child or friend of ours that never got a chance to go camping all piled into the back. It may suffer some, I'm sure, on her part, trying experiences with a parcel of kids that were all at each other. And she never showed any irritation. She went... I can't even... I can't even duplicate <laughs> this funny goofy voice that she would use 
when one of us was having a temper tantrum to get us to stop. But it was hysterical. <laughs> and it always worked. I'm sorry for losing it. My mother taught me how to drive with such patience on the hills of San Francisco. I know I couldn't have done that. I would have killed somebody. But she did it. And she got me through it, just like fourth grade, where I had to pass the states and the capitals of each state. She, for almost five months... For some reason, I had some blockage where I was just like, I'm not doing that. And my mom sat with me every day till I finally passed it and could get out of fourth grade. My mother, to the day she died, took care of my dad. She didn't let any of us know that she had terminal cancer. I live with the regret of not answering the phone the day that she must have found out because I was too busy doing something. And I just, I'm just amazed at the strength of character that a person has to have to silently deal with this just so that she doesn't rock the boat or make someone stop pursuing their dreams or causing stress in another person's life which would have induced a more rapid progression of his disease. My mom and dad met in Canada after my dad escaped from East Germany and my mom came over on some exchange program from Germany after World War II. I think it was in the 50s. I'm not sure. They met and they had a courtship for four years. I mean, <laughs> no, four weeks. And then they were married. Four weeks 60 years, 62, I'm sorry, 62 years. I mean, talk about taking your vows seriously. I was so incredibly grateful to her friends and my father's friends who came to her celebration of life. And I got to hear stories that I've never heard before of a young woman that was so in love that she would leap over furniture and out onto the fire escape in their apartment in San Francisco and slide it down so that she could go run and meet my dad. After he came off of his night shift job at United Airlines and before he'd have to go to school, they talked about the woman <laughs> who told her friends, let's go grab ourselves a sailor during fleet week. And my dad was like, you what? And so they came back with a statue of a sailor and gave it to my dad or the woman in a really tight pencil skirt that was known in the sixties with her little pillbox hat jumping up and down to get the, 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 the hood of the car to stay shut. But what I did get to witness was what true love can do at the end. I was honored to watch my mother. At the end, my father had gone home. 
I was sitting in the hospital room with my mom. And she was starting to have what they call agonal breathing, which is the <gasps> where there it's 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 like the death knell. And I uh, called my cousin Paul, who had who had come to the hospital, so that I could drive my dad home, who was feeling really tired. And I told him, Paul, you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. So my mother was slowly, I mean, not so slowly, dying in front of me. And Paul turned on his, his, uh, oh God, I can't even, his speakerphone. And my dad started talking and we could hear it. And all of a sudden my mother took a big breath in and started to breathe again. She breathed because she heard my dad's voice. She was starting to fade again when Paul got to the hospital and to rush my dad in, they put him in a wheelchair, I believe. And she started to slowly fade away again. And then I told Paul, I said, put my dad on. And my dad was like, hello. And she started to breathe again. She kept breathing. Until my dad made it to her room and sat there and held her hand. And this is an, a man that is totally an engineer, left brain, <laughs> Eastern European, hardly any emotion. Tell this woman how much the last 62 years had meant to him. And as he was telling her all this, that's when she slowly passed away. And I had to tell my dad that she was gone. And my dad said, that fast? I thought I was going to have more time. He couldn't believe that the woman the day before <laughs> had just gone shopping and started bitching at him for not taking a shower. I don't know what the point of that story was. I just wanted to talk about my mom and my dad a little bit. About happier times. Times when it wasn't just dealing with trying to keep him from dying, you know, voluntarily dying and trying to help him find a reason to live. And I don't think we can do that for these people, our loved ones. They have to find the meaning in their life somehow. And it's really hard for them when they don't, they have a chronic illness and they don't see themselves getting any better and they know what the path um, of the disease is. How do you keep them going? How do you give them hope? I don't know. I have, I have, I don't have the answers to this one. I want to say thank you for, uh, allowing me this moment to talk about my mom and my dad on their anniversary. And we will be back. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Blurted Out with your host, Erica Harvey. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit c4g.health. That's c4g.health. And on Twitter, at underpaidnurse. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Blurted Out.